Let's go to the lesson tonight. This is the season, tis the season. Uh, Matthew 2, verse 10 and 11. Matthew 2, verse 10 and 11. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, verse 13, verse 17, and verse 18. Hear what it says. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. 17 and 18. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about the child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. I want to tag this talk during this Christmas season. Peace at Christmas. Peace at Christmas. Christmas. Has there ever been a time when the praise song of the angels got worldwide acceptance and validation? Has there ever been a time in your life when you've heard a daily news report that said, well, the breaking news today is there is no conflict, no crisis, no violence, no bloodshed. No war, no coup anywhere on the planet Earth. We'd be hard-pressed to even find a moment in modern history or even ancient history other than the moments in the scriptures read where peace prevailed. That doesn't make the announcement of the angel inaccurate. They were just releasing the will of the heavenly throne to the earth. It's God's will that there is peace on earth. But our God doesn't coerce the earth to accept his will. The heavenly father makes it available, but earth has to embrace it. Heaven provides. And earth has to possess. What was the peace on earth provision? The gospel writer Luke uses the Greek word for peace that means to join or to become one in prosperity, to set at oneness again. 
It's the idea of restoring a condition to its original design. To take humankind back to the moments it was quiet, at ease, at peace, and at a oneness with its creator. You're probably thinking about the Garden of Eden before the fall when all conditions and fellowships between God and man were prosperous in a oneness and at ease. There was no tension. There was no conflict, no stress, no struggling, no shortages, just peace. And this is what the angel's announcement embraced. In the arrival of God in flesh, his son, our savior, our redeemer, our Lord, our master, we can get that peace again. Hallelujah. It's available in Jesus at the manger. Check it out. There's ease. There's rest. When the shepherds got there, when the wise men arrive, they find the newborn babe in an environment of peace. Maybe that's another benefit for not being born in a crowded, noisy inn. Might God be saying to us that he wants to usher in some peace into our situations? Could your home life use a little bit more peace? What about your workplace? What about your schedule? How about your social calendar? Could you use a little bit more peace in your finances? Could your body benefit from a good dose of peace with so much dis-ease and aches? What about your mindset? With so many thoughts and anxieties and restless wonderings captivating both our waking and sleeping moments. That's right. Even when we're asleep, some of us are still not at rest. We're still having crazy dreams, hallucinations. Scary nightmares. We wake up tired, although our eyes have been closed and the room has been dark. Hallelujah. We did not have a peace-filled night because there was no light in the midst of the darkness. And my God, 
don't look at too much TV before you start your day or end your day. In the midst of it all, one of the messages of Christmas is this. We can have peace. Here's a few takeaways. Go to the place where you experience Jesus. Where is that? The shepherds and the wise men found them in the manger. Where do we find them? We find them in the scriptures. That's where you see them. That's where you hear them. That's where you find Jesus. You'll not experience Jesus until you find him in the written word. Ask the Lord to come into your private space. Personally, invite him into your life. That's the second takeaway. Thirdly, pause to absorb the aura of the moment, the mad dash, the shopping rush, the demanding obligations, they really can wait. And then finally, trust the Lord's spirit will start a new work in your life. Sometimes we're guilty of taking on large jobs without adequate resources. The Lord is not asking you to cure the ills and the dis-ease of the globe. He desires to come into your heart, your home, your relationship. He wants to start right there. He does it one heart at a time, one wise man at a time, one shepherd at a time, one saint, hallelujah, at a time, one house at a time, one home at a time, one family at a time, one husband at a time, one wife at a time, one kid at a time. Oh, if we could have some rest and quietness in our body, in our home, among our children, with our spouses, with our family, that angel's announcement, that angelic decree will indeed be a reality. Peace on earth. Here's how you know it works. The wise men left headed in another direction. The shepherds depart acting more like witnesses than workers. You'll know your ways will change. Your attitude will too. So let's start with the earth under our feet and the space under our roof. 
let's have peace. Hallelujah. At Christmas. Thus is the word of faith that I teach tonight. Peace at Christmas. Glory to his name.